Amen. You may be seated. Make sure you do spread that National Day of Prayer video. Um, we believe that social media does more now than our local TV channels and local news. We've tried those for years. Everybody seems to be into the social media. And as you do that, um, we started making some little clips, little two little three-minute clips. Maybe you've seen them um, here recently. We would love for you to share those as well, please. Every once in a while, I make those, and to tell you the truth, then I feel silly. I feel dumb. Now, who's going to listen to me? Two-minute video. There's 7,559,000 voices on the Internet. And so I kind of, then I don't. And then I do again. And then I don't. It's been a battle. And so I finally just did one again a while back. And it is. It's just kind of dumb. You get 50 views. And then there'll be some singing artist beside yours that has like 50 million views. Um, so you feel a little silly. But as I just clicked one of these to see if anybody was listening, I told my wife this morning, someone from Brazil was listening and liked the video. So there I am sitting in that office over there. Brazil's like 4,000 miles away. So we can share the gospel, and you can help me share the gospel by shooting those things all over through your friends lists and let's just see what happens maybe God will do something wonderful through that but make sure you get that national day of prayer one out that is vital all right as I was looking into this message um, I checked the uh, cost of a barrel of oil now it moves all the time but it was hundred and two dollars and ninety three cents now every time you go to the gas station you can say what Either amen or ouch. I mean, it's just true, right? The oil's gone through the roof. All right, so let me just show you how important I think you probably know, but not a history lesson, just a way to open this message. The last refinery to be completed in the United States was 1976. Hmm. So maybe oil isn't as important. I don't know. 46 years ago was the last one that was actually completed. One 42-gallon barrel of oil creates 19.5 gallons of gas. 19.5 gallons of gas. Now, the rest of it, listen, there's too many to list. We'll be here until Easter. But it says the rest of it is used to make thousands of other items, such as all plastic is made from petroleum. All plastic. I mean, it's everywhere, right? It's in carts, houses, toys, computers, clothing. I wrote all this down, probably in your iPhone. Also, oil is in the asphalt. You drive on it here with our new asphalt. Tires, wax, fertilizers, pestilence, herbicides, detergents, vinyl records. You probably still have a few of those. Film, furniture, packing material, surfboards, paints, fibers used in clothing, upholstery, Carpet backing, solvents, bearing grease, ink, floor wax, ballpoint pens, football cleats, boats, insecticides, bicycle tires, sports car bodies, nail polish, fishing lures, dresses, golf bags, perfume, dishwasher, toolboxes, and shoe polish. There's thousands of more. Oil. What it's used for. It's crazy when you get into it and you start thinking. It says the United States consumes an average almost 21 million barrels a day. A day, that's phenomenal. So you would assume our leaders, right, would see the importance of gathering all this oil, gathering as much as possible. 
to meet the needs of this country. 21 millions. So recently, some of the first acts of our leaders was to decide to close the Keystone Pipeline. Right? I mean, it, it's true. I don't care what political thing you are. I'm trying. This is so vital, so important, so many things that we need, and they close it. Now, that doesn't make a lick of sense, does it? Does it to you? Can you find some reason why anybody would do that? To me, to me, it's the dumbest thing in the world that anybody could do. And I know I'm being videoed, fine. It's the dumbest thing. <laughs> it is. And then I got to thinking about it. I thought, hmm, maybe there's something a little more dumber. Matthew 25, 1 says this. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Okay? Now, to the Christian, the oil is a type of the Holy Ghost, type of the Spirit of God, type of the power of God, discernment, the wisdom, whatever you want to call it. All right? So God is saying now, we're going to give you a story. The kingdom of heaven, this is a message for those who assume that they're on their way. Those who, I guess we would call church people. All right? When I was out there, I could care less about this story. This says, the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins. Scriptural definition for virgin, one who has never had sexual intercourse with a man. Unpolluted, untouched. Ten of them, it says. 2 Corinthians 11.2, Paul says, For I am jealous over you with godly jealousy, for I have espoused you or engaged you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. Now really, that's the pastor's job. That's Pastor Jason and my job. To espouse you, to engage you, untouched, unpolluted for Christ. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Chaste means pure, clean, not polluted, not manhandled. Okay? There's ten of them. The Bible's talking about we have ten now. So let's see about these. You know the story, but like I was reminded while I was standing over, don't ever assume we understand what we're saying here or knew it. Five of them were wise. Five were foolish. Ten that were untouched in church with their lamps, five wise, five foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps, but took no oil with them. Took their lamp that lights and creates a light by burning oil. And God telling us we're entering a time of gross darkness and you will need your lights. So those five grabbed their lights, and took off their journey in life, but took no oil with them. Makes no sense to me. Might be kind of dumber than the closing of the Keystone Pipeline. I hate that fact every time I pump gas or buy shoes or wear clothes or go buy tires. Everything's going through the roof. Used cars are up 30%. It's a good time to sell one. But then you got to go buy one. So everything's insane. This is worse. 
It's absolutely worse if you lose your way in these last days. If your light goes out. Now, this is not a scientific fact, but in my little pea brain, I decided to try to find out how much, how long will this light last. And it says that um, one ounce of oil will burn for about six hours, produce six hours of light, one ounce. So maybe this holds four ounces of oil. I'm walking this Christian journey in this world that we live in, in the Antichrist spirit that is among us, and the hatred for the gospel, and I've got 24 hours of light, and I take no oil. That's pretty dumb. It is. If you look in the Word of God, it says, And the five wise took vessels and their lamps. What do they call it? Uh, we have a strategic oil reserve. The, the country does. I mean, we do. You know, if some horrible thing happens, you've got the strategic oil. That's what you're supposed to have. You're supposed to be receiving oil right now as we preach this word of God. You are. I hope you are. Exodus 27, 20 says, And you shall command the children of Israel, that's you, that they bring you pure olive oil, pressed, pressed olive oil for the light, to cause the lamp to burn continually. You bring the oil, you gather the oil, you cast the net, you're to do this. You are. No oil, no light. And you're going to be lost in this world that's falling apart. Is it falling apart? Before your eyes, you cannot paint a rosy picture, right? You just can't. Psalms 119.105 says, the, Lord, the word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. A lamp unto my footing. Where we are right now is pretty, it's pretty slippery footing out there. You never know what's going to happen. Things that you thought would never happen are now happening to my, to my footing and to my path. A light under the pathway, meaning you go like this. Oh my gosh, I'm on the wrong road. And the foolish took enough oil to last a day. <clears throat> when calamity comes, and now we know it does. It, we'd always read it. It happens to, in Africa. It happens in Egypt and in India. It happens overseas. All those places. Now, now we see stuff happening here. So when calamity comes, whether our country or your personal life, you must have oil. You, do, you can't go get it then. You must have oil. This is your time to gather oil. This is your moment. Uh, Wayne was just saying, aren't you thankful you belong to a church that's doing so many? That's oil gathering. Even the softball, it's fellowship, it's knitting together, it's getting to know each other. That's oil. It is. I have seen people under such weight because of trials that they had to trust the Lord for their very next breath. That's oil. I can't run home, grab my old, say, hurry up, hurry up, I'll give you some wine. 
It's, it's too late when that stuff happens. You have to be gathering that oil now. You must be. And it's work. I understand it. So is tending the garden. The song, getting ready. That's what it is. It's horrible if you lose a job. It is. Stress, this, that. It's unbelievable if you have no oil. You know, some of you, I think maybe even some of my grandchildren weren't able to play uh, their senior year of ball, or some have lost your graduation time that you finally wanted to graduate. That was kind of a pain, kind of a bummer. But what happens if they go with no oil in life? You understand, we, we, we have the wrong idea of what's important in life. Like, I'll try to get to church, or I'll try. There's coming a time. Job says, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Man, that's oil. Man, you got to admit it, this world truly is chaos. It's chaos and falling apart. So we've got to see how much oil is in your lamp. How much oil do you have? And here's where I'm going to not assume you know. 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 1 simply says this. Now concerning the times and seasons, brethren, you have no need to have anything written to you. Why? Because the Thessalonians were taught the things of God by Paul. Paul saying, you should know this. You should have this down. Paul taught, Paul taught them about the end times, the seasons regarding the return of Jesus. Here at the New Hope Refinery, we had a year study of the end times in Revelation. Sunday night, gathering oil by the barrels full for a year. Remember the widow's oil? Remember, she had this debt she couldn't pay, and the prophet came along and says, go out and get all the vessels you can. I don't know how many vessels she got. But there was always oil, 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 until the one day she went, I have no more vessels. Oil stopped. There's always oil for you until you stop bringing your vessels to the Lord. And then it stops. It just does. It stops. Verse 2 says, for you yourselves are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. Man, you should know that too. You should truly know that. That's oil. While people are saying, this is what you're going to hear, peace and security, then suddenly destruction will come upon you. And it says, just as uh, labor pains come upon a pregnant woman. I mean, I can go back to when we had our first child. Never had a child before. All of a sudden, Ruthie's water breaks. That's in the wee hours of the night. Clean everything up. She gets back in the bed. And I'm saying, well, wait a minute. I'm not a doctor, but I don't think we can stop this. <laughs> right? Isn't it true? That's what the Bible says here. As labor pains come unto a pregnant woman, they will not escape. This is not like, Ruth, you can't change your mind. This is, it's that baby, that child is coming. 
And when Joseph was born, we, we hit it running. We went right past the labor room. We were just going, that child was coming. And that's what the Bible says about what's coming. And I know you might not like it. You'd probably rather have a, a, a different message. But we have to stand before God. And, and God has given us the moment, at least mine at this time, is standing on the watchman's wall telling the folks of God what you must, what you must do. I don't care if you're 83 or 3. You must gather oil. Verse 4 says, but you are not in darkness, brothers, for the day uh, to surprise you like a thief. God has planned that day to be unexpected. He has. It is. We call that day like the thief in the night. But he wants his people to prepare for the unexpected. It's going to come unexpectedly, but he wants you. And if you have oil, you should already be lining the dots together. Hmm. Wow. Hmm. Jeez. We gave you a whole year with the dot outliner, Chad. Ch charts and graphs and dots and this and that. And, and you should be going, wow. Ooh. Yeah. So God's saying you should not be unaware. And you shouldn't. For you are all children of light. Children of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. Children of light will be ready to the return of Jesus Christ. We'll be ready. Whether you want it or not at that moment, I don't know where you're at, but you should be ready. Verse 6 says, So then let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. That's oil. God is telling you what to do. The Lord is telling you what to do. You cannot create your own Christianity. You just can't. We do that. We have these fairy tale endings, but you can't do that. So don't sleep nor slumber, but stay awake. Spiritually speaking, we need to be active and aware of what's going on. Watch and be sober, the Word of God says. That's oil. That's how you gather oil. Look, everything here at New Hope, Sunday a.m., Sunday p.m., Remedy, Junior Church, VBS, Wednesday night prayer is oil. All that's oil. Time for you to pump it, pumping oil in your life so you'll have strategic reserves for when your oil starts to go out, you just fill it back up. Now, verse 7 says this, those who sleep, sleep at night. Those who get drunk are drunk at night. I mean, it's just obvious. You ask anybody that's a policeman, well, it might be changing now, but majority of the crimes in the wee hours of the dark and the night and crimes through the roof. And Verse 8 says, But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love for a helmet and hope of salvation. For as God has not destined us to wrath. God is not saying you're doomed for wrath. No, he's what he's telling you. He's giving you oil in your lamp. So that you'll be able to say, ooh, 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 I'm not going there. Okay, that's right. Now here's a fork in the road. What do I got? says, okay. And you've got to have oil. You can't do this on your own. The Bible says it's not in you to know what to do. It's not. You've got to have your oil reserves because you use this oil up. 
You have to. Or it'll go out. And they do go out. And I believe recent things that have happened prove to us that they do. Oil gets used up, does it not? It does. Oil also gets old. Needs changed. It gets used. Psalms 92.10 says, I shall be anointed with fresh oil. I always like it when I pull out right now, pull away from Honda, and I got new filter, new oil. I feel like my car's going, ah. I do. Paul also tells us, 2 Timothy 3.1, he says, you should know this also. This is stuff you should know because of the oil reserves and the oil that you have. He's saying, in the last days, there will be difficult times, trying times, difficult times to handle. And that's what's going on. And you shouldn't be going, what? You should be going, oh, I understand. That's another dot. Because God says, you will have difficult, hard-to-handle times. And then it goes on and explains it. You have to say amen. For people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedience to their parents, ungrateful, and they'll consider nothing sacred. Man, that's going on. Tearing down monuments. It just stuff like... The filthy language. Every once in a while, I try to like to watch, uh, listen to a few uh, sports shows. Yeah, you can't. I'm hearing the most filthy words on the radio. I was stunned. What? You can't even talk about a football score without blankety blank blank. Nothing sacred anymore. Nothing. Whether you like the current president or not, hang flags. I'm like, what's going on with this nation? Nothing sacred. There used to be a sacredness about being the president. Reverence. It's out the window. Well, God says it will be. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride, love pleasure, pleasure rather than God. They will act religious. They will reject the power that could make them godly. Listen, stay away from people like that. That's oil. God is saying, get away from those people. That's polluted oil. Your light won't burn right. will flicker. You won't see right. You'll be drawn off. Stay away from those type of people. That's oil. And you are to believe that and trust that. You can't go, oh, that, you don't know more than God, more than the Word. Because Luke says, and there will be signs in the sun and the moon and in the stars and upon the earth, distressed of nations with perplexity. Distressed of it means bewilderment and confusion. Who can figure out what's going on in our world? That's another, well, I'll be darned, that's another one. Man, I better be getting ready. It's not just a song. Verse 26 says, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of heaven shall be shaken and they shall then see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. 
Do you understand? You, all these dot checks that's talking about the end of this world as you know it, you're not seeing, right? Because you're getting more and more paranoid and afraid. And God is saying, what? This is a sign. I'm telling you, when you start seeing this stuff happen, look up, because I'm coming for you. And you can tell we don't have the right oil because we're going, oh, no, is this the end of the day? Is this the mark of the beast? And God is going, what's with you? Look, he says, and when you see these things begin to come to pass, look up, lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. That's oil. God is saying, look up. Oh, my goodness. Jesus assured believers on the earth that there'll be a time to be ready. You, me, us, together. God is saying, you better get ready, because this time that we are in experiencing won't last forever. All this hard time. Hardness, craziness of the world, evil, triumphant. God said, it's only a sign that I'm coming. And if you don't have the right oil, you'll look at this and say, this is a horrible time to be alive. You should be looking up when others are looking down. I mean, you got the whole world fearful and looking down, and you're looking up. What do you think they're going to do? They're going to say, what's, what's the matter with you? What's up with you? It's a perfect time for the church. You'll be looking heavenward, heavenward, with faith and hope and love in your heart. Well, they're scared to death. We are. The Lord did tell you what? Didn't he tell you? Don't let your heart be troubled. If it is, you don't have oil. He said it. The Lord said it. Who's never lied. He doesn't break a promise. He said, don't let your heart be troubled. I told you, if I go to prepare a place for you, I will what? I will come back. And before I come back, I'm going to show you some signs so you can make sure you're getting ready. And when you see those signs that are coming to pass, look up. I don't know. It seems like we panic. We do. Some of you probably still remember he's been gone a while in heaven now. Ron Holscher. Who remembers Ron Holscher? Yeah, Ron's still got some legacy. Probably fixed your car. To me, Ron was the greatest mechanic I knew. Absolute greatest mechanic. I would take all kinds of jalopies to him. He'd fix them up. I could take him a car where the back wheel's falling off. He First thing he'd do is check the oil. Ron. It's the tire. It's obvious the tire. And Ron wouldn't say much. He'd just pop the hood. And he'd check the oil all the time. He'd look at it two or three times. He would. I could still see him. He would take it out, wipe it off, put it back in, take it out. I'd do that two or three times. He'd look at it. He'd feel it. And then one time he, he sniffed it, the oil. And every time he went to it, I panicked because I figured I was in trouble. <laughs> so now let's look at our spiritual dipsticks. We're going to pull up the dipstick, and the Word of God is going to look at yours. We just went through, I guess you can call it a COVID scare, okay? We just did, sort of. I guess it's still kind of going on. Listen, the media hyped it. They hyped it with daily reports. I saw billboards, you know, 200 
hospitalized, unvaccinated, three hospitalized, vaccinated. I'm not saying there are lies. I'm saying just what I saw. Um, you saw you could go to any site. Uh, your phone would bring it up to you. you when I look at the weather, it would bring up uh, COVID information. Elected officials like Fauci was their preacher. He preached it all over the place, over and over. And what they were doing was pitting us against ourselves, against each other. That's what it caused. It did. It really did. Vaccinated or unvaccinated, mask or no mask. How about remember, don't gather for Thanksgiving. Better not have Thanksgiving dinner. Better not have Christmas dinner. If you go to church, you better not sing. And then they went on to, in fact, maybe you just shouldn't have church. No church at all. That's what happened. I'm not making this up to make a point. You, you should have experienced this wherever you were in life. Whatever you did in life, I, I don't know. You check your own dipstick. We're just bringing out the facts. So to what was the church's response? Well, a lot of it was fear and retreat. I mean, it seemed to take over. It just did. And we pulled the blinds down, grabbed the sidewalks, put them in, hunkered down, and waited. So to me, the results were we took our eyes off of the Lord. We took them off of the Lord and started to sink. Took them off the Lord and we put them on the gospel of the world. And what they were bellowing out. And they did a good job of it. Constantly, over, airways, billboards, radio, TVs, flyers, pamphlets. And in the beginning, I figured I was dead because I was over the 70 mark. Remember, if you were 70 or over, it was like, forget it, you're gone. You're already gone. And this is the truth. And you can, you can say, to me, it was an absolute sign of lack of oil. New hope. Lack of oil. But you can sit there and say, well, I've never been through anything like this before. This never happened before in my life. And I say, not true. That's not true. Well, I don't ever remember. Eh. What does the oil say? Matthew 24, 6, the oil says, And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled, for all things must come to pass. Here's some more oil. For nations shall rise up against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilence. Pestilences, right? Never in the word of God does it say, and you shall be free from pestilences. And I know pe people die from them. I'm not mocking. I'm not saying, I'm telling you what the, how we, we reacted. And the Lord is telling us, you're going to have these pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. And we have. We've had them for years. We've had them for years. The Spanish flu, I think, killed over 50 million people. 50 million people. The Asian flu. When I was in the military, it was the Hong Kong flu. Who was in the military in the late 60s? Getting whacked with, for Hong Kong flu. Hong Kong flu killed a million people. I'm not saying it. I could have died from it. I know that. I'm not, not mocking that or not. I'm just saying we've had it all our life. Through here. AIDS, 
is it called scars or SARS? And uh, the, uh, there's just there's so many of them, I couldn't put them all down. But the oil says, but the end is not yet. But we acted like it was over. Life is done. And the word of God said, ho, 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 don't panic. Oh, the end's not yet. I got nervous. I got worried. My goodness, you couldn't sneeze in the public without feeling you were targeted. Right? That's the fear that was instilled in us. When God said, this is not the end. God said what? This is the beginning. We fell for the world's gospel. We did. All the world is afraid now. Afraid, frightened, and worried. And the church, we kind of lost it. And really, it comes down to pass. It's just another virus. Bad one. Killed some, maybe some people we love. But it's just another of a long line of viruses that have happened in the world because the great creator said, when you sinned, the world was cursed. These things are going to happen. That's what the oil was telling us. And a lot of, we panicked a lot. We know that Timothy tells us, the oil tells us, it does. For God has not given us the spirit of fear. For about two weeks, I thought, my goodness, Ruth and I are going to drop dead, I guess. Pandemic. I mean, they were talking about, what, a couple million were going to die in the first few. I never heard anything like that in my life, living in this country. Until the oil started speaking to me. Wait a minute. I shouldn't have this fear. Whether it's real or not. Whether it was a bat, horse, I don't know where it came from. I shouldn't have this fear. I remember telling somebody, you know, I could rent a submarine, bury that thing on the floor of the ocean, and if I'm to die of this, I'll die anyway. I am not to live in this fear. So we started making plans of opening the church. Well, we've got some raised eyebrows. Well, God has not given us the spirit of fear. Okay, let's make an educated. If God didn't give it to us, where did it come from? How are you making your decisions? You're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Because the oil's burning, the light's burning, and God's saying, I have not given you the spirit of fear. So I was like, whoa, back up. And then I remember saying to someone, sitting in that foyer, okay, let's say this thing is a full-blown pandemic and five million people are dying. Where should the church be? In the middle of it. We should. We should be going over the 
I'm not trying to be ignorant. The dead bodies to reach those who still have a chance of eternal life. That's where we're supposed to be. And I know I could die from that, and I know I'd probably be scared to death, but counting on God to give me a backbone to do it. Would they call us non-essential? So God says, you're going to hear of wars. So now we've got one, Ukraine, right? War going on. You should, you should know this. That shouldn't panic you. I mean, actually, you should know what Russia's intent is. What is Russia's intent? Maybe not this time. Maybe they're just slapping people around. I don't know what they're doing. But they're, they got their sights on Israel's oil. That's where it's going to go. Now, anybody in the world won't believe you, but you'll be right if you say that. That's where they're going. You shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. So what's the oil tell us? See that you be not troubled. Pour oil in your kids much as you can. Root them at their soccer games and ball games. Be not troubled. That's what the word says. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Here we are a year and a half later. We're still here. I think I had COVID. Well, because, I'm not trying to be silly, because they, this variant, that variant, I don't know what variant. But I was sick for like two days. That's all. Trouble means to be frightened, alarmed. God says, don't be that way. Now, I understand we're about people, and we do get frightened, and we do get alarmed. And I told the Lord, I was getting nervous, and I was getting scared. And then I started thinking, boy, this person got that problem, this one got that problem, this one got that problem, this one's got that problem. I guess we better close the church. What are the dumbest thing? Never faced anything like that before. Until the oil kicked in, I was like, wait a minute. This doesn't make any sense. It's, it's like the big snowstorm. What am I going to do in a snowstorm? I ain't canceling church. How, how long have you been coming here? Have I, I, I am not canceling. What do you have to do? You have to decide whether you're going to make it, come or not. That's all. That's it. I'm not going to classify. You who didn't come in the snow of 2020, sit over there. <laughs> you who come all the time, stupid. Now listen, you got to listen. Listen to this one. 1 Peter 3.15 tells us this. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. We read over that too fast. That means you set Christ apart. You give him first place in your heart. You don't give COVID-19 first place or whatever the next one is going to be. Whatever it is. You sanctify the Lord. You put him first in your heart. Why? 
Look what your job is during all this COVID junk. Be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you a reason of the hope that is in you. They should be seeing hope in you. At the height of this COVID, the world was fearful and looking for answers. They were. They were. They were freaking out. My son, Jonathan, still living in L.A. Oh, my gosh. It's like the epic summer center for weird people. He's actually running, jogging on the road without a mask because you're jogging. He was getting yelled at by people. Put your mask on. You see what it did to us? Do you see how easily we were manipulated against each other? For Pete's sake. Listen, Isaiah 46 is this. Remember the former things of old, for I am God. And there is none else. I am God. There is none like me. Listen, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times the things that are not yet done. Listen, saying, my counsel shall stand. God's counsel is going to stand. Not with the world screaming. And they're going to scream it. And they're going to force it. They can legally come and shut us down with police at our doors. They can do that. Found that out. They didn't. They could have. I thought, no way. Our Constitution. What did they do with our Constitution? They ignored it. Ignored it. You can't mess with us. We have freedom. Is it what? I forget which number. Is it two? Or guarantees us the whatever. They could care less about that. COVID was a chance for us to shine. There'll be another one for us to be able to shine. 2 Corinthians 4, 3 says, But if our gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded their minds. And I've screamed for years that you are the light of the world. You are. You are the light. Five of you are wise. You took your lamp and your vessel of oil. Five are you are foolish. Took your oil and it lasted just a little time. And you took no reserve. That's a word from God for the church. Not for the lost. They don't have oil. They don't want oil. They have no clue what you're talking about oil. It's you. It's me. You're supposed to know this because you have oil. You cannot let fear run your life. Luke 19, 13 says this, And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said unto them, Occupy till I come. If they close us officially, put guards, locks on our door, we still better be doing Christianity stuff somewhere. 
because he says occupy, absolutely occupy. We are to be battle ready. We really are. Now here's some, listen. They're pushing, they're killing of oil. They want everything electric because of the green thing, whatever, green, whatever it is, the anti-fossil stuff because of global warming, the new religion that they talk about. What's the oil have to say about that? Is there oil for that? Well, Genesis 8.22, now listen, listen carefully. As long as the earth remains, there will be planting and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. The Lord said that. Now, you think that's going to stop? God said that. Look, isn't it interesting that he said cold and heat and summer and winter? Maybe there'll be weird cold spells. Well, I heard someone say, well, I was gathering some of this information. Was it 10, 15 years ago? You could have heard about global freezing. Now it's global war. Different spells and cycles we go. God says, as long as the earth remains, this will be. Put oil in your lamp and quit listening to the gospel of the world. What did he say to his disciples on the road of Emmaus? That they had that long talk. He expounds everything on them. And he's to the disciples, to the church. What did he say? Oh, fools. Man, I want... I wish I could have went through COVID like God's hero. I ain't buying any of this. What's he say? Oh, fools. Listen, and slow of heart to believe. That means dull in mind. That's slow. That means old oil. Man. That's what it means. God has graciously allowed us to know the end from the beginning. Put oil in your lamp. I'm winding down. I know I'm taking a little longer. Well, they had more announcements. It's not my fault. <laughs> Were you prepared? Seriously now. Were you prepared when they told us to unexpectedly close the doors of the church? I wasn't. I was like, what? Made some calls, other pastors, yeah, we're closing. What? Were you prepared to be cut off from coming to the house of God? Were you prepared for that? Were you able to ward off the fear, doubt, and trembling on your own, isolated from the house of God and the word of God and the people of God? What are you going to do without your pastors? One Samuel thirty verse six says this, and David was greatly distressed. 
I know reading just doesn't cut it, but that means extremely difficult position he was in. For the people spake of stoning him because the soul of all the people were grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. David had oil and oil reserves when calamity hit and everybody was against him. The pastors were cut off. You can't come. It's illegal. Would you be able to encourage yourself? In the Lord. Delay, delay, what's going on? It's all right, honey, don't worry about it. I know what God's doing. We'll be all right. He'll take care of us. One day at a time, Ruthie. Let's not worry about it. I just told Ruth that not that long ago on the kitchen table. Ruth, let's just keep our heads down and keep trudging for the Lord. Listen, it's the crisis that's coming in Cain which will divide the ready from the unready. It will. Oil represents the presence and the power of the Spirit of God. You must go and buy it for yourself. You must dig for it, drill for it, gather it, carry those barrels, gather your family, let them know how important it is you must pay the price. When you do now, you're paying triple the gas price, but you're still at the gas pumps. You're not saying, that's it, done, I'm not. You're doing it. You're paying the price for a temporary type fuel. Deuteronomy 31 says this, Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them. Don't live that way, God says. For it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. That's what the Lord said. If I died of this thing, would you be going, poor Pastor Pope, we can't go on without Pastor. I'd be skipping on streets of gold. Isn't that true? Is this true, really, what we're talking about? The goal is heaven and glory. And God says, you see this world. He's not preparing this place. He's preparing that place for us. This one's falling apart. And when God says, you see it falling apart, look up and rejoice. Because I'm close. I'm coming. That's oil. Shouldn't be bummed out. Romans says this, for whether we live, we live unto the Lord. Whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live therefore or die, we are the Lord's. Absolutely. Goodness. Sure glad I didn't die and I'm in heaven in the presence of God seeing everything perfect. I'd rather be right here with you in this world. Paying those prices. Watching those election people. Yes. Let me just simply close with this. Rodney, please. I've given the scripture to a bunch of people this year that have been in trouble and will continue it because it is my favorite. And I say this to you because I know it's not fun, some of the stuff we have to go through. But these scriptures, whether you're 89 or 9, 
whether you have a house full of nine-year-olds, this scripture is for you. It says, fear not, for I am with you. This is what the oil says. This is the oil you should have in your lamp. Fear not, for I am with you. Don't be dismayed, for I am your God. Listen what he says. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you and my, and with my righteous right hand. God says, I'll do it for you. That's the oil that God wants to give you. That's the oil you have to dig and get into. All the various things. Don't blow off times to gather oil at this church because there's coming a time. I don't know. I would always say I don't think it's coming in my age, but I don't know about that anymore. My mom lived to be 98. My dad lived to be 89. If that's true, I still got a way to go. If that's all kinds of stuff. The Bible says there's a time dark is coming, night's coming, when all this is going to stop. We're not going to be able to chuckle at a pulpit or bring in a little display and have a little... So God says, what? While it's day. While it's day, get your oil. Gather your oil. Let's stand. You need a moment or four or five or a hundred with God, here's our altars. Nice and big for everybody to come. Isaiah 41.10, write that down in your heart. 